Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The cream of the crop. Final move. Realest guys in the room. How you doing? Do I have everybody's attention now? This is the Wrestling With Edwards podcast for the very first time since January. With you is your host, as always, Scott Edwards, or you can call me Scotty Wrestling, whatever you prefer. Um, It's been a long time since I had one of my shows, uh, as I said, the first time since January. A lot has happened since then, you know, COVID, and this isn't even even talking wrestling. Uh, So much has happened, I hope... All the listeners are safe, and this is going to be this point where I announce that I am back, and I'm planning to be back full time doing this. Um, it's about time. I wish I wish I could have done it all these, you know, months, but it just never felt right. And now that you know, I figure out what I'm doing, what I'm doing moving forward. This is the time to bring it back and bring it back for good. So I hope. Uh, I hope you latch on now. Um, this is a good time to start because, you know, the WWE draft is coming, and I thought that was a good point for me to restart because they're restarting. I should restart as well. So today we are going to discuss what I've been doing, especially as a uh, wrestling fan, what I've been watching, what I've been viewing, how I feel about certain things. That will mostly be pushed off to next week with, like, deeper thoughts, but I'll give a little briefer, and then... We're going to have this special WWE mock draft, which I am very excited for. Uh, we're going to do the first two rounds of both day one and day two, picking strictly from the pools that uh, WWE released today. So that, you know, we can get an idea. And I think these rosters that I have created are very exciting. And I think they kind of are a good mix of what both shows have right now and, you know, kind of fill them up to the point where they will both be entertaining moving forward. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this next, you know, 30 to one hour or so of podcasting. So without further ado, here are my thoughts and, you know, about the past eight months. So if you follow me on Twitter, you have, you know, you've got a grasp of what I'm feeling what I'm not feeling as a fan and we'll start off with WWE stuff because you know that's that's the main thing here I am the I am an editor for the last word on sports pro wrestling if you didn't know that by now I am mostly you know the WWE expert of the site and I cover a lot so if you haven't been following there definitely start doing that now that would help me view wise you know uh but so, what I've liked in the past eight months can be summed up very easily. So, Bailey and Sasha Banks have been, you know, my my main crew of, like, the story I've been enjoying from beginning to end. Uh, if you follow me on anything, like I said, you know how much of a Bailey fan I've been. Uh, 
you know, I get, I get laughed at because like, I kind of support her no matter what, but her run as SmackDown women's champion has been one of the best title runs I feel in a long time, especially for one that's lasted this long. It, it's 365 days this Saturday, which is, you know, beyond impressive as is. But I think her ability to keep her character interesting, uh, you know, feed off of whatever Sasha Banks is giving her. And, you know, she's had so many of the same opponents, yet her title run hasn't felt long, in a sense. Which I think is a credit to her, a credit to Sasha Banks, and a credit to... WWE letting them run with it because when Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns and Charles Flair all left for various reasons when COVID started, um, they really had no one and they gave those two a shot to, you know, run with it and they deserved it and they delivered time and time again. So that's probably been my favorite stuff going on in WWE besides, you know, NXT, Io Shirai's title run has been excellent. So many good matches so far. But I will go into more of that next week. Um, when it comes to AEW, I have really loved the Hangman Page story. I think that's really like the deep, interesting, long-term story that AEW should be telling. And whatever him and Kenny are doing, or have been doing, has been fantastic. And I'm really excited to see where this AEW title tournament goes because I think it'll lead to a finals between those two at full gear and I think that's when Kenny finally snaps maybe he you know cheats to win or I don't know something something happens to really push Omega as that super heel and push oh, uh, Hangman Page as that mega baby face that he should be so that's what I've really been liking with AEW. Um, I'll get into you know more of that again next week because there's a lot that I haven't liked. There's a lot that I have liked. So that goes with both shows. And my final, my final catch-up of sorts when it comes to what I've been doing as a wrestling fan all these months is my journey of sorts to becoming a stardom fan. So for those who don't know what stardom is, it is um, probably the most well-known Joshi promotion in Japan. Um, it's, you know, some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. And my friend, you know, at Last Word on Sports Pro Wrestling, um, Alex Richards, he's really helped me get into it. He gave me this whole list. I watched every single match. I think there was over 60 on there. Now I'm all in. Like, it's maybe the best stuff I've watched all year. Um, from Mayu Iwatani to, you know, so many others. Tam Nakano, who I love. And then even going back, Arisa Hoshiki. Um, there's so many, you know, other names I can name here. And that's what I can't wait to get into next week. Um, because I think that's a real conversation we need to have. A real conversation we need to have I need to have because I've been trying to get my thoughts out for a long time and my my hope is to somehow get you know Alex on here to just like talk about my journey through it because he's the one that you know really gave me that chance to enjoy it he's the one that pushed me to watching it because you know when it comes to wrestling I'm very 
I'm very difficult to get fully into stuff. I, I like, I love WWE. That's what started me. Um, I'm pretty decent AEW fan. Like I'm not the diehards online that, you know, bother the shit out of me, but I'm, I'm a fan. Um, New Japan, I'll follow, you know, for the big stuff. I'll follow for G1 and, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, but I'm not like watching every event. Um, but stardom, stardom has been the thing that, you know, kind of brought me in. It's kind of my 1B to the WWE 1A. I follow it a lot and I, uh, look forward to further talking about it next week because it was been such a journey to this point and a wonderful, wonderful addition to my wrestling resume per se. So, with that said, I want to get into the main chunk of this podcast. You know, what really, to me, was the perfect restart, and that is the WWE Draft. This is going to be a mock draft of the first two rounds of both Day 1 tomorrow and Day 2, because, you know, it's two different pools, so different people to pick from. And I'm very excited to go through this, and then next week we will go through the results Uh, See what I liked, see what I didn't like, and yeah, that's that. So, without further ado, here is the WWE Draft Mock Draft. Yeah, that sounds right. So here we are with the 2020 WWE Mock Draft um, again. Uh, If you just skip to this part, I am Scott Edwards, and I am very excited to do this. So I'm going based off of the format that WWE gave me with the two separate draft pools for both Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw, that it is a two-night draft event. Um, What's exciting is that they really spread out the talent this year, so like I might be more excited for the Night 2 draft more than the Night 1, because... You know, they front-loaded night one, in my opinion. But, hear me out, night two has the deeper class, and I think that's what they needed to do to keep people interested for uh, Monday Night Raw. Because, you know, Raw has been the lesser show for some time now, but this can change everything. So that's what I'm excited to do, and hopefully, you know, my picks here can make those Shows better. Um, I've loved SmackDown, especially the past you know month and a half or so. It's been by far maybe the best wrestling show on television in my eyes, even including AEW and NXT. Um, so we're gonna start off with round one of the mock draft, and we're gonna go like they have done in the past with Raw going first because they have the three picks because of the third hour because that's fair. Even though I think once in a while you probably should give SmackDown the first pick. Uh, because it kind of becomes unfair after that. So, night one, um, if you want to go look for the pools, you can do that. I'm not going to go through it all because you're just going to forget it. So, we're going to start off with the first pick of the 2020 WWE Draft. This is what I imagine will happen. The WWE Champion, Drew McIntyre. I think the biggest thing I want with this draft is for the champions to stay on their shows. I don't want this big switch, 
you know, with the world titles again. They did that last year, and it was brutal. Um, I want I want the Universal title to stay on SmackDown, and I want the WWE title to stay on Raw. And that's because I want the champions to stay on those brands. Uh, so Drew McIntyre is first overall, and he's a guy that's really earned this spot. I think, you know, when it goes down in history... It's going to be, it's going to say, you know, The Rock, John Cena, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, and Drew McIntyre's first picks in WWE drafts, which is, I think is awesome. And I think he's a perfect pick for Raw because why would they want to lose their champion who's really, you know, pushed them forward the past year or so? I think that's just a layup. And then that goes to the first pick for SmackDown, which I feel like is a no-brainer, and that's Roman Reigns the Universal Champion, your Tribal Chief, by the way. Um, I I think my biggest move I want out of this entire draft is for Roman Reigns to remain on SmackDown. Nothing else to me matters because he has been so good in this role and I think it would be wrongful to take him away from Fox, that big stage. You want your top guy there. And he's doing just everything so well. So keep him on SmackDown. You got Drew leading the way on Raw. You got Roman leading the way on SmackDown. I think that's the way you keep it. I know people are going to play, oh, that's not much different. But no, that's the right way to go in my eyes. So after that, Monday Night Raw gets their pick. Um, I'm taking Asuka here, um, War Women's Champion. You want to keep that title on the show. Asuka deserves a spot. I even think she has a chance to go number one. Um, I think she you know, kind of deserves that chance because she really filled in when Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair kind of disappeared from TV. We know Becky got pregnant. Congratulations to her. And Charlotte had a few nagging injuries and just wanted to take some time off. So I think Asuka definitely goes here. And that that's where we, you know, open it up because that's all the champions we have, uh, our world champions we have on night one because Bailey will be a night two draft pick. So round two. Uh, not round two. Uh, second pick for SmackDown. And this one, this one's maybe the biggest, like, switch I want. And this is Seth Rollins going to SmackDown. And I think what he gives SmackDown, for, before before I go there, actually, it, it gives him a chance to, you know, start anew. Um, he's been on Raw since the 2016 draft when he was drafted first overall. And he's never switched since, which I think is impressive, but in the same time, kind of, you know, stagnant. And I think that's what hurt Rollins after a while. So the switch to SmackDown, I expect him to take time off near the end of the year when uh, Becky uh, has their kids. So I think what they can do is they kind of draft him to SmackDown, have an angle. Maybe Murphy gets drafted to SmackDown. They can write him off. Give Murphy a big thing. And then when he comes back, you start a babyface run for Seth Rollins. And I think the goal should be, if this was to happen, you aim for Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam in the main event. Doesn't necessarily need the WWE, uh, the Universal Championship because I have bigger plans for that title uh, for WrestleMania. But I think that's the angle you go because the Tribal Chief, the heel Roman Reigns, Versus the babyface Seth Rollins of the feud, I feel like, writes money itself. So that's where I'd go with that. And then the final pick of the first round would be Sasha Banks to Monday Night Raw. 
And I can imagine people are going to be upset if, you know, Sasha and Bailey break, uh, are separated before they can really kill their feud. But, um, as I said, the per, uh, at last word on pro wrestling, um, Alex Richards pointed out to me that maybe the best way to write this story between them is to send Sasha Banks to Raw, you know, let them be separate for a while. Sasha Banks wins the Royal Rumble and picks Bailey, and they go to WrestleMania, fight for the title, because that's where they deserve to have this match. So I'm kind of on board for that. Um, and I think she definitely deserves to be a first-round pick, especially after the year she's had. We're going to have to wait longer for her to be champion, but I think it's worth it because they deserve that match. So now we are on to round two of night one, and this is where we really get into the thick of things, trying to think logically, but also what could be best for each roster. So Raw will start off second round, back-to-back picks. Uh, they will get AJ Styles. AJ Styles has uh, openly complained, reasonably so, about having to do the schedule of Friday nights because that's when his son has his football games, and I can understand not wanting to miss those. Add in the fact that Paul Heyman is on SmackDown, and you really understand why AJ Styles needs to move back to Monday Night Raw. I'm interested to see what he can do on Raw. If I'm, if I'm, you know, trying to think of what to do with AJ Styles for the remainder of his contract, I think Babyface is the way. He's always just been better at that in my eyes, um, especially in WWE. And it gives you an opponent. I mean, if you want to have him and Drew go at it first, I'm um, all for that because Drew needs another opponent after Randy Orton. Um, so I'm I'm kind of with that if you want to do that for you know the next angle of sorts. Um, after that, it's SmackDown, and I think. I think this is an interesting pick to me because it sets up my WrestleMania hopeful plans, which is drafting the New Day to SmackDown. Uh, so they're paired together, and they should not break up because they are really good together. Always have been, always will be, and I love the Big E push. So this is where my WrestleMania plans come in thing. You need him on SmackDown because I think Big E goes on to win the Royal Rumble. Yes. That is what I'm predicting right now. I know I like to do my predictions, you know, at the end of the year, beginning of the year, whatever you prefer. But I think what you got to do is keep building Big E because he can be your biggest babyface on that brand. Keep building him up and set, and set up for the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, who is the face of the company versus Big E, the guy that was supposed to be the next face of the company before things change. And that way, you have the perfect baby face against the perfect heel main event of WrestleMania or one of the main events of WrestleMania because is there really a true main event anymore? No, not really. So I think that's what you do. And I like this draft pick because, you know, you get those three to SmackDown. You automatically add a team. You automatically add a main event star in my eyes. That's perfect. So then Raw comes back with the next draft pick, and they take the Hurt Business because I really think you should keep them on Raw. Because they've been excellent. They've been excellent. Uh, MVP has, you know, changed everything, revitalized his career, Shelton Benjamin's career, and Bobby Lashley's career for the most part. And now they're going to do that with Cedric Alexander. And I love the angle that they're doing between Retribution, the Hurt Business, and, uh, you know, things have changed recently with the Retribution make them very exciting moving forward. Uh, so 
Yeah, her business to Raw. And this is probably a pick that will surprise many. But I was looking at the whole field for SmackDown, and I didn't see anyone more worthy of this pick because SmackDown should be looking to the future. And something that I think Fox wanted was an athletic show, a show that shows uh, some of the best athletes WWE has to offer. And I feel like the best athlete is Bianca Belair. So I'm picking Bianca Belair here. Uh, She can, you know... Jump into that role on SmackDown. Start building up some wins. Maybe even get a challenge in there against Bailey. Not win. Not win. Because I think it's too uh, still a little too early. Because I need the Sasha and Bailey to, you know, that leads to Sasha eventually being champion. So you put, you put Bianca Belair on SmackDown. Build her up to be, you know, the next face of SmackDown. Perhaps, you know, not necessarily for the women. Because, you know, Bailey and Sasha... Bailey's had an incredible run. But I assume she might want a little time off eventually down the line. So, you can have Bianca fill in. And then the idea of Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the Women's Championship is amazing. And I know that's speaking way too far ahead. But I think that'd be great. And my final pick um, for... My final mock draft pick, I should say for night one of the WWE draft, which will be, uh, you know, today, technically, when you're listening to this, um, is Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, because they're paired together, and I think that gives Raw a good combo, in my eyes. So their woman, right off the bat, would be Asuka, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax. I think that's an incredible four, and they keep the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. But they can also keep traveling. So I think that's what's good with those titles. And I don't see Shayna beating Bailey for the title. But I can see her beat an Asuka down the line. So I think I like that. Um, so, yeah. Raw gets one new, no, two new talents that day. And, w- and SmackDown gets two new talents as well. And I think that really sets up for a fresh look. And now we're on to night two. I'll read the results at the end of all this. And I would love some feedback of how you think these mock drafts went. So here's night two of the draft. And we'll again start with Raw with the first pick. With the first pick of night two... Raw selects Charlotte Flair. And I can imagine people already rolling their eyes. But listen to me. I can't have Bailey on Raw. She should be the first pick. But if Raw is getting the first pick that night, it needs to not be Bailey. And I think Charlotte Flair fits the mold of a first pick more than anyone else besides Bailey in this entire round. So I, I like that pick. I think I think that's where she's gonna end up anyways. Um, she's probably going to take the title off of Asuka. So I think we should just accept it and move on. Uh, so with the first pick for SmackDown on night two, they take their SmackDown Women's Champion, the best women's champion in a very long time, Bailey. She is your role model. She is so good at what she's doing right now. And I'm very excited to see what she does, you know, with this new division that she has, because she's fought Nikki Cross and uh, Lacey Evans and Tamina. Like, those are, to me, not great contenders, and she's fought them so many times. So I'm excited to see what she can do with a new 
division under her um, as the champion. And it'll all lead to WrestleMania, so I'm excited to see what that what goes with that. Uh, Monday Night Raw selects Randy Orton. Um, I don't see Randy doing Friday nights. I think Monday Night Raw is his place to be, um, especially whenever Edge comes back. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Um, but if they do move Randy, which I don't expect, that means Edge will probably end up on SmackDown, which will be good for ratings. So that's cool. Um, SmackDown. SmackDown's second pick of the day. They will pick the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn, which I think makes too much sense because, you know, Raw picked the Hurt Business the night before. So, you know, you got to get that the uh, mid-card title back over to the other show. Um, Sami Zayn has been excellent since he's come home, or come home, come back, um, and I, uh, really look forward to what his reign will bring. Monday Night Raw, last pick of the first round, this is, this is a big move, this is a big move that I believe will happen, and that is The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, going back to Monday Night Raw, because he doesn't fit the mold of what I think Fox is trying to deliver, and yes, you may not be able to get that Roman Reigns fiend payoff, but I don't think anyone really is clamoring for it. And I think that's the best move for the fiend and Monday Night Raw because it adds a little fuel to that fire, adds a little interest. And, you know, the fiend versus Drew McIntyre is an interesting matchup. Um, I would like to see. The Fiend interact with some different people, and you know they do the they do the gimmick with him touching someone changes them. Like right now, he's facing Kevin Owens. I'm very interested to see what they do with Kevin Owens following that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna move him to Raw, and then in round two of night two of the WWE mock draft that I'm doing here, I'm putting Alexa Bliss on Raw. So that's a lot of women for Monday Night Raw right off the bat. But you got to keep The Fiend and Alexa Bliss together because this story is cultivating the story. It's interesting. The story, you know, is kind of drawing me in. And I'm very excited to see where it goes, what happens with it. So, yeah, Alexa Bliss to Monero. Second pick of the round two, first pick for round two of SmackDown, they select Keith Lee. I think what they've shown, at least in my eyes, on various occasions this year or since Keith Lee was called up is that he is moving because he's fought Drew McIntyre a handful of times they've kind of killed that you know hopeful match down the line and I think Keith Lee fits better on Smackdown because if you remember back to when NXT took over Smackdown when uh, they got stuck in Saudi Arabia Keith Lee looked like a star that night. He did the uh, plancha over the top. Uh, no, the, no, not not that night. But he did the uh, moonsault in the middle of the ring. Surprised everyone who hasn't seen him before. I think Keith Lee would fit really well on SmackDown on Friday nights at a different layer. I can see him beat Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. But I think that's a good spot for him right now. Especially with uh, Roman Reigns. I don't think he needs to be fighting Reigns right now. And I think... A mid-card title run would be a pretty good thing for Lee. Like we saw in NXT with the NXT North America Championship. Uh, so my next pick would be Raw. 
the Street Profits would be drafted. Um, they are the Raw Tag Team Champions, the longest reigning Raw Tag Team Champions in WWE um, history. I think that would be cool. Uh, I think it makes just the most sense to draft over the Tag Team Champions, and they've been a good hit. They've been a good. Uh, they've been a good duo for them. I would actually not be shocked if they decided to break them up, but it, it would confuse me because they not, they put a very specific uh, rule in there that if USA Network or Fox wants to draft a single star from a tag team, they can. So I'm interested to see what happens with that. Um, then we're on to SmackDown. I uh, questioned how I'm going to do this. But SmackDown needs some women stars because right now all I've drafted them is Bianca Belair and Bailey. So I think I need to give them two, and I'm going with the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. You add them to that roster, you really give them two good contenders for Bailey. I think they both fit that mold of a good, you know, babyface challenger that you're kind of hoping for. I'm a big fan of Liv Morgan. I'm a big fan of Ruby Riot. I think they're both spectacular. I think Liv Morgan is a future women's champion. Ruby Riot should be too, but I have even more higher hopes for Liv Morgan. Um, I think this would be a good draft pick for SmackDown. Changes the women's divisions on both sides and, you know, really makes it interesting. And my final pick of my mock draft is the one and only Kevin Owens staying on Monday Night Raw because the Fiend angle, the Fiend feud is not over. And I'm wondering if Alistair, Alistair Black becomes involved if they're on the same show. But whatever whatever this Fiend-Kevin Owens thing that they drew up is, I'm very interested to see what happens with it. Because, you know, as I said earlier, the whole gimmick of the Fiend is that once he touches you, you change. And every single person we've seen him face or touch... He's changed except for Roman Reigns. But maybe some say, oh, he turned heel. Well, no, that was happening anyways. But, and I guess he didn't really get to touch him because Roman Reigns was in and out. He just kind of speared him and, you know, wrecked everything and leave, like he says. So, uh, that's my draft. Here are my final results for the first two rounds of both Night 1 and Night 2. And I think these rosters are really... Interesting, brings some change to each. Uh, Raw, Raw has some big additions in my eyes, and SmackDown has a good core from these graphics. So the results from Monday Raw are the WWE Champion Drew McIntyre, the Raw Women's Champion Asuka, Sasha Banks, AJ Styles, the Intercontinental Championship Bobby La- uh, Champion Bobby Lashley, and the rest of the Hurt Business. Uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. The returning, I think, Charlotte Flair, because she was in the pool, so I'm assuming they're preparing for her to return. Uh, Randy Orton, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss, the Raw Tag Team Champions, The Street Profits, and Kevin Owens. I think that's a good core. You got a lot of new names there. You know, a good women's division in my eyes. And, you know, you can test some things on SmackDown with the women's division while having a good top of the roster for both. So here's my final SmackDown roster out of the two rounds. Uh, w, the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, the Messiah Seth Rollins, 
The New Day, Bianca Belair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bayley, the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn, Keith Lee, and the Riot Squad. I think these rosters are very exciting. Like, this would be my ideal two rosters for the start. Um, and then you can add some great people in. Uh, the only people I didn't get to put on here were Retribution. I think they stay on Raw. Um, Mustafa Ali's future is so bright. So, so bright. I love this guy. I'm so happy he gets to be the leader of this group. Because this group needed someone like that. And Mustafa Ali needed something like this. Because... For some reason, WWE didn't understand the ability he has. So, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they do. And I think I think if I had one more pick for Raw, they would go there. And if I had one more pick for SmackDown, I probably would have put Peyton Royce on SmackDown. Because I like making that young, you know unproven roster on SmackDown, and I think that would be a good mix. So, there's my mock draft. I I would love you guys to share with me. Um, I'm going to make sure to put the results here um, on my article post on uh, Last Word on Sports Pro Wrestling. Um, and then, yeah, share your feedback. Um, I'm going to be on the uh, Last War on Sports boards if you want to, you know, talk about it, talk about anything. That's a really good place to have a conversation. And then, of course, my Twitter, at Scotty Rasslin, um, where, I, you know, I put all my thoughts out there. So, yeah, that's my mock draft. That's the show, really. Um, I had a good time. Wanted to keep it concise. Very simple for my first one back. And I think it was a good time. I had a good time. And I hope you enjoy listening. Oops, excuse me. Hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, happy uh, to be back. And otherwise, make sure you follow me on Twitter, like I said. Keep up with my articles on the last word, uh, not the last word on prowrestling.com slash prowrestling. Nope, I messed up. Let's try that again. Last word on sports dot com slash pro wrestling and my most recent article was things we need to see in the wwe draft uh i kind of gave you an idea on this article uh what i'm thinking but definitely check that out um i kind of went into detail of how i want them to mold the mid card and main event scene with some new players and yeah other stuff so uh this was a great great return for me Happy I'm back and uh, hope you enjoyed this episode, this mock draft. Can't wait to come back next week. We're going to talk stardom. We're going to talk the results of the draft. So definitely check that out. Otherwise, have a good one, everyone, and I'll see you next week.